you're listening to Unique Leaders Podcast. I'm Megan DiMartino. Success is in the story. Each week, I'll be speaking with a unique leader, not only in their field, but in their lives. Join us for a glimpse of their passion and talents. There's always a surprise in their story. Be the first to hear. Hello, 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 and welcome to Unique Leaders Live. I'm Megan DiMartino, and this is January 1st, 2021. And I am thrilled not only to be here with you and usher in this new year, but also to have my guest with me as well, Mr. Greg Reed. But before we go on, uh, the conversation with Greg, I'd just like to share a little bit of background to Unique Leaders Live. Unique Leaders Live is all about my guest and the success of their lives is in their story. And we all have stories and you all are leaders and you all have stories. And this gives you the opportunity to hear other people's stories that things will resonate with you. You will identify things that you are going through possibly that you would like to uh, do or work towards and that you hear this in their story. So the success is in their story. So what a great way to start January 1st, 2021. This has been a very unusual year and we all have unusual things that have happened to us some very challenging and some extraordinarily great. And Greg will share some of those things as well with his own life. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you, Mr. Greg Reed. Hello, and then the crowds go wild. Yay, yay, yay. Well, I'm one of your fans, so I am thrilled to have you here, Greg, and really kick off this new year with Unique Leaders Live. I was thinking about who I would like to invite, and you are on top of that list. You are just an extraordinary person, and I'm very blessed to have met you this year and share time with you and get to know you. And, you know, I've been a fan of your writings, Three Feet from Gold, and uh, your work with Napoleon Hill Foundation. So you just didn't arrive there. <laughs> you did not. And so that, as I said in the intro, that the success of your life is in your story. So let's go back to young Greg. Where did you grow up? Yeah, I, I don't have one of those rag to riches stories. I'll warn everybody right now. I grew up a yuppie kid here in the beach in Southern California in San Diego, and I've always had a pretty good life. You know, I've had successful parents. Uh, it taught me great, uh, you know, manners and way to live life. And I've I always had the ability from my parents to be able to reach outside the box to do what I wanted to do. That I was crazy enough as a kid where they sat there and said, you can do anything you want if you put your mind to it. And I was wild enough to believe that to be true. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think I've bit off so many amazing projects that have given a little bit of uh, achievement over the years. Now, California is a fabulous place to grow up. I grew up on the beaches of Long Island outside of New York City. So it's it was a really special place to grow up. And I'm sure part of that, I mean, we're not only your fabulous parents who motivated you and gave you the opportunity to seek those dreams, goals, and aspirations, but also California. How did that fit into your, where you are, not only where you are today, but the evolution of Greg from high school on? Yeah, I moved right down the street. So I still live on the beach in Carlsbad, California. And I always joke, you know, 
my life was so hard growing up. One time it got down to 72 degrees, right? I mean, it's like we have, we have a, different, a, a different way of looking at things. Mm -hmm. We all have challenges you know, through business and relationships, yeah. things of this nature, but I never really focused on it. So mm -hmm. as a kid, it was really interesting. Uh, when I was graduating high school, my dad pulled me aside and said, son, go to college. We'll send you anywhere you want to go. I said, nope, I just want to get into sales and marketing. I go, that's my thing, kind of gift of gab. I, I want to go in that career. And he looked at me dead in the eye and said, son, you're never going to make a living talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> and then the first time I made 100 grand, I sent him my W-2 and said, dear dad, remember when you said, and now it's a running joke in the family, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, around the world. Yes. So you just followed your own heart, your own dreams. And that's an important lesson for most um, because I did the same. Actually, I really felt very strongly about that uh, in my own personal life. So you jumped off the bridge, so to speak. There was water in the river and you just kept swimming from there. And um, you just said you were in sales. So what type of sales did you do initially? Uh, initially, come on, you did everything. So the kid, you sold whatever you had to do okay. to kind of make a living, right? And then mm -hmm. ultimately I got into advertising and I did that from age 20 till 40. I only had one job my entire life. And then what happened is I learned the success equation, which we share in three feet from gold, and that transformed my entire life. Now you don't know this story, but I'm gonna give you the quick little backstory. So I remember I was sitting in my office and we we're very successful in my in my corporation. And someone sat me down and says, well, what's your passion? What would you do if you could do it for free? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, here's $100 million. If you could do anything, what would you do? I go, I, I go you know, I'd probably be a teacher. I go, but there's no money really in that industry. And I like my lifestyle, but I like teaching. And they said, well, what's your talent? What are you good at? And I says, well, I'm full of hot air. I'm a you know, gift to gab. I'm a good communicator. And he says, great. He goes, well, how could you take action with the right association. I go, well, I'd be one of those motivational speaker author guys. And he said, why don't you do that? And I felt like my, I left my body. I spun around. I went, you mean to tell me that I could do that? And he says, why couldn't you do that? So the next week I put my business up for sale, sold it for my first, you know, a million dollar hit. Mm -hmm. And here we are today, wow. all from the success mm -hmm. equation. Yes. Isn't that crazy? But Yes and no. I mean, yes and no, because you were in your 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 zone. You were in where you should be, and uh, you were following that, and you understood it. But but it's that introduction to the success formula. Um, I don't know if you um, want to share this today, but I know that pe many people struggle with this. Um, but you've shared a little bit personally about um, just learning struggles. Um, you know, that through school, did that um, help you with? Um... Well, I, I get what you're getting at. So no, I'm not a problem with this at all. So everyone, the people that don't know me, here's a little short story. Okay. I've published in 110 books, 45 different languages. I have an honorary PhD in literature, an honorary PhD in philosophy. I got a star on the walk of fame, all for being an author, but I can't really read very well. I'm, I can't spell, I'm dyslexic. And if you play me words with friends, you'll win every time. But I learned a very powerful tool. You work your strengths and you hire your weaknesses. I believe it's in one of those books. And the whole concept is I realized that since my communication skills were you know, dialed in, but I couldn't write, I would just hire ghostwriters and editors that would sit down and take my words and then craft them in a way people would want to read it. 
in fact, when you do a book, you write something called a query letter. It says who you are, what's your message, why are you an expert who's going to read your book? Well, I sent eight of these query letters out my very first project and was turned down 268 publishers, agents, and printers in a row. The 269th one said, we'll do your book. Just change the title, the beginning, the middle, and the end part. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. So I got a ghostwriter. They recrafted it, and it went on to become a global phenomenon, selling in languages all around the globe, which leads me to here. Now, look, if I would have given up after 50 rejections or 100 or 180 or 212 or 242, I wouldn't be here right now telling this story. Yeah. It's the people that have something called stickability. That means they won't let another person or themselves talk them out of what they know to be true. You know, Sharon talks about the isms. So that stickability is one of Greg's isms, right? That yeah. is something that you um, speak about. Stick it. Well, I wrote about it. I did about it. <laughs> yeah. After, after three feet from gold, this was my big mega best-selling book. Yeah. Okay. It was interesting. So stickability is the power to persevere. It's understanding the importance of flexibility along the way. Mm -hmm. The first person I interviewed was the guy who invented this, the cell phone. His name's Marty Cooper. And I said, what does stickability mean to you? And he said, stickability has to be parallel with flexibility. If you're not willing to adapt and adjust, you get stuck. And he told the story about a spider monkey. He said, in the rainforest, it's so quick, nimble, you can't catch it, harpoon it, spirit, it's too wiry. But one hunter figured it out. He took a heavy log, drilled a tiny hole, dropped the peanut inside, left it at the base of the jungle. The monkey would smell the nut, come down from the treetop, reach his hand in, grab a hold of the nut, and his fist becomes so big he can't pull it back out and become anchored to the log. I was let go, but he thinks that nut's nutrition. He holds on with dear life. The hunter comes by an hour later, captures the elusive spider monkey. And the moral is, are we holding on to our own nut in life? Mm -hmm. But in the form of that job or that deal or a car or fear or guilt or remorse. And what we're holding on with dear life thinking it's saving us, just like the monkey thought the nut was, could also be the thing that's leading to our own demise. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to have the courage and the fortitude to simply let go and adapt and adjust so we can live to fight another day. I think that's one of the reasons why I so... Uh, connect with you, Greg, because I've had many iterations of me and my career and evolving, as I call it, you know, basically in the same genre, but continuing to evolve. You said something very um, powerful to me last week, and, and not just me too, but a group that we were speaking with about the difference between opportunity and passion. Why don't you expound upon that? Because that really resonated and I had a tremendous aha with that. Yeah, this, this might hurt people's brains because <laughs> when, when we did Three Feet from Gold, like, that project was based on finding someone's definite major purpose. It was about finding somebody's purpose-filled life. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm talking about a, a doctor. I'm talking about a physicist. I'm talking about a nurse, someone who just lives with their passion. Well, I also went around and I interviewed people doing a book called Wealth Made Easy. And these people all were worth a hundred million to a billion dollars. And I kept breaking it down. And finally I was getting frustrated. And I went to a multi-billionaire. I says, why are you so wealthy? And I'm not, I don't get it. I go, I'm just as connected. I'm just as successful. I'm just as, and he goes, Greg, that's easy. It's because you believe 
the BS lies that you're spreading to the world. He goes, we hope you continue that process because you're making us rich. I go, what? He goes, look, he goes, you are the purveyor of the greatest lie that's ever been told. And I said, what's that? He says, define your passion and the money will follow. What are you talking about? He goes, think about it. You can find someone who's an, a welder their entire life, an admirable profession. They retire with a nest egg. They go to a Tony Robbins seminar. They get fired up. They open a yogurt shop because they're following their passion. Now, 95% of businesses, as we know, fail the first year, not because they're not passionate, not because they even have a nest egg. It's because they're a welder and not a yogurt person. Right. What happens is it's their baby, their passion. They hold on with dear life, like holding on to an anchor. And as it pulls them down, they pull in their car and their house and their boat. And they go, oh, we love that. We come in, buy that pennies on the dollar. We hope you continue that. Go, what are you talking about? And he pulled out his own cell phone and opened up my Instagram page. And he goes, you're the purveyor, Reed. And I go, what do you mean? It says, here's your meme. Follow your passion and not a paycheck, and then you wonder why you're broke, you dummy. I'm like, whoa. He goes, as wealthy people, what we do is we work like a game of Frogger. We ride a log, and as soon as it dips, we jump to the next log. We can never go down with the ship. It's just business. Mm -hmm. he goes, but we create so much wealth, so much opportunity, so much capital over here that we use that wealth and prosperity. Now, here's where it gets in for, you know, interesting. Mm -hmm. To finance our passion. Right. And he says, look, the Gettys that form the United States and the sheiks out in the desert have no passion for crude oil underneath their feet. Right. He goes, waste management has no passion for rotten diapers and dirty cheese. He goes, the aggregate dealers have no passion for sand and gravel, but they built every university, every ballet, every sport team, everything. And he says, well, you, you know, people are following their passion for example, playing professional football and giving their lives and brain matter on the field, we own the coliseums and the teams that they play for. Right. He goes, it's just a different perspective. He goes, one of them's passionate, the other one is opportunity. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to look for, seize, and capitalize enough opportunity, it'll finance your passion to build all the wells for the poor people that you want for the rest of your life. Now, after this gentleman shared this with you and you had those aha moments, and like you said, from your um, profile on LinkedIn, um, had did that change your perspective on building wealth and your businesses? Instantaneously, changed my entire life. And because all of a sudden I realized, I'll give you another one, it was interesting, I was sitting with another billionaire. And he says, here's the wealth mindset. He goes, for example, you got a friend that wants to sell an airplane and someone wants to buy an airplane. He goes, you're such a nice guy, you put them together. I go, yeah, he goes, you're an idiot. I go, what? He says, you're an idiot. He goes, do the same exact thing, but be wealthy mindset about it. I go, what do you mean? He says, well, I'm going to go to the guy selling a plane and say, I don't know anyone that wants to buy one. But if I find somebody, will you give me 20% commission? Mm -hmm. He's going to say, heck yeah, I want to dump this thing. Mm -hmm. Then I'll go to the other person and say, look, I don't know anyone selling a plane, but if I find one, will you give me free airline tickets to Hawaii once a year for my family? He's going to say, heck yeah, I've always wanted to buy a plane. Then they connect them. Yeah. Exact same outcome. Yes. Everyone wins. He goes, that's all the wealthy do. people do different than anybody else on this planet. Yeah. He goes, but people don't see that. Yeah. And he goes, it's not taking advantage of somebody. It's leveraging opportunity where everyone comes out ahead in a win-win, but everyone prospers in the yeah. game. It is that leveraging and the win-win. And so here we are in this um, unusual season and things will never go back. The genie will not go back in the bottle. Um, and, but yet there's so many opportunities in this 
time, just like even being on this with you. You know, a year ago, I wouldn't have been doing this. Not no, not necessarily with you. I hope that I would have met you. But what I'm saying is that, you know, we would have been more in the one-on-one uh, -on -one space versus this virtual space. But this is uh, just, uh, just uh, creating tremendous exposure and tremendous opportunity. Yeah. And so here it is January 1st. And people hopefully have had a restful week plus and they're looking at going forward into this year um would you say that um like you're just using that example of you know the plane the broker and the plane um i i so this is a question would you say that everyone should start from this moment if they've not spoke thought that way to start thinking that way that there's always opportunities in brokering everything Yes, and collaboration. And Look, collaboration. you know, you and I can a, a little bit disagree. I think that everyone things can go back to normal this year. So that that's my. I think everyone thing. We're we, human beings have a short attention span. I agree. San Diego. Look, this second, even in March and April, they open up the beaches. Everyone back. Everyone wants to push back. So I, I think it's gonna go back pretty quick. Mm -hmm. um, so my fingers are crossed, and that's my expectation. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you look for opportunity. But again, it, it could be people say, "Well, you need money to make money." No, you don't. All you just need to do is keep your eyes open. Mm -hmm. They played a game as a kid called concentration, where you flipped over cars and you see a truck, and then mm -hmm. you flip it back, and here's a wheelbarrow, and then over here, well, later on when you see a truck, remember this truck. People just don't pay attention to it because they don't have the reticular activator system flared up to look for it. But for mm -hmm. myself, I'm always there. So if I'm meeting someone like yourself, and you go, hey, I'm a great ghostwriter. I'm just going to make this up. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I'm talking to someone six months from now, and they go, hey, I'm looking for a ghostwriter to write my book. I'm thinking, bing, I'm going, all right, flip those two cards. Hey, I, if I find you a ghostwriter, will you give me 10% of whatever? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to you and say, hey, if I bring you a client, will you give me 10%? Then I'm going to hook it up. Again, everyone comes out on top. No money was lost. It was just shared. And so that person got a ghostwriter, you got a new client, and I was happy to be able to collaborate. For example, let's say you're in a retail shop. This is it. You're in a retail strip mall. There's a pizza parlor, and there's a liquor store in the corner. You guys don't like each other, okay? You're always fighting over parking spaces or whatever. Well, this is the time to collaborate. Come in the middle and say, listen, let's put our few down and collaborate. In fact, what I'm going to do is moving forward, anytime I send out a pizza, why don't you give me a flyer and I'll put it in there for a discount, 10% off a bottle of wine next time they come to your place. And you do me a favor when people go in there to buy you know, a bottle of wine, you give them a discount for my pizza. And goes, now all of a sudden we're collaborating. Mm -hmm. It costs nothing Mm -hmm. The opportunities open, mm -hmm. and I think more people are starting to see those things moving yes. forward. And I'm hoping that that's what this year will bring. Yes, I agree. I I really do agree, and I I truly hope uh, that uh, I live in Texas and we are not locked down. Yeah. I mean, I can walk down on this beautiful Georgetown Square and not have a mask on and go to a winery. So I'm praying that you know that happens for the world. But but I do feel that this collaboration structure is people are what the one blessing of this is that it has forced many people to think think hello and and look at things differently and uh and then start that collaboration um yeah i mean i'm a collaborator i have been that way in my business in my life for years and years but uh i see that mindset changing and uh we can be those trailblazers too
Yeah, absolutely. So I, I want to share with everyone a great little aha from that book because it kind of got my brain going. Good. I got to sit down with Lamborghini. I got to sit down with the guy who started Remax. I got to sit down with all these amazing people um, and pick their you know brains type of a thing to find out what they did. And it was it was interesting. The greatest aha was a, from a friend of mine named Mark Anthony Bates, who happens to be staying here right now. And, and so that's why it's triggering this. But he taught me a thing called CPC. And if I would have learned this as a younger person would have changed my life. Moving forward, it has. But this is the big aha. Like, if everyone always waits for these interviews to get the aha, this is it. As if you're going to get a pen out. Okay, let's get the pen out. Okay, CPC. It's an acronym that stands for Clues, Patterns, Choices. It's about accountability and responsibility for things that happen. Stop blaming other people. It's your fault. Yeah. And it works like this. I'm a single guy, 57 years old, and I go out on a first date with a lovely woman. She happens to be 20 minutes late. Well, there's a little red flag. That's a clue, but anything could happen. Mm -hmm. I go on the fifth, sixth, seventh date, and every single time she's 20 minutes late, that forms the P, which stands for a pattern. Mm -hmm. Now, it's my C, choice, whether I deal with it, yell at her, break up with, but it's not her fault. She's just late. Stop trying to change people to fit in your own little paradigm, your own little box. Mm -hmm. How many times have we seen someone with a bad reputation in business? They'll cheat your best friend. We do business thinking it'll be different for me. Mm -hmm. Things go wrong and we're mad at the person. It's like seeing a rattlesnake rattle, bite your kid's sister. You go to pet it, you get, you're mad at the snake. <laughs> Look, as we reflect on our life, rarely are we upset about the relationships we entered into that didn't go good or the business transactions that didn't go as expected. We're just mad that we stayed in too long. We held on to that anchor. We saw the clue, we saw the pattern, but we made our choices too long, too late. And I realized that the most successful people on the planet, all they do differently is they look for those clues, they're looking for those patterns, and then they make their choices like that. That's why they don't have a lot of close personal friends in a lot. They're looking for people that they can trust and you know rely on. I was uh, visiting with a gal this weekend, and I I call it stay too. I stayed too long at the dance, and meaning she was in that relationship way too long. Her CPC, she saw it. She saw the pattern, and she chose to stay. I said, sure. all you did was stay too long at the dance, and now you've moved on a new yeah. dance card. And so it is. A, that is absolutely a great great advice for anyone. We've we've you have given major nuggets. <clears throat> to um, our our guests, our viewers, and they will watch this not only Jan January 1st, Greg, as you know, but many, many times. And uh, these uh, things that you have shared are things that are very practical and very usable and start today. Don't procrastinate. You were talking about that earlier, you know, just that, you know, procrastination is something that people, um, you know, stop them in the tracks. Yeah. I call it a bad case of the one size. That means I'm going to take action once I get the big break, once I get the you know kids out of the house, once I get a bunch of dough. <clears throat> and it just doesn't work that way. Another guy also invented Apple computers. His name's uh, Steve Wozniak. Yeah. Uh, I, I sat him down and I said, why did you and Jobs have so much success? And he goes, it's pretty easy. He goes, we embraced our lack. He goes, most people run from it. He goes, we ran toward it. I go, what do you mean? He says, well, when these, you know, microchip processor things came out, he goes, they were so expensive. He goes, we can only afford one chip. He goes, uh, Jobs, 
He goes, he sold his Volkswagen. I sold my calculator. He pulled our money to buy one of these magical devices. He goes, but Hewlett Packard would make machines that go from point A to B with 20 chips. You know, they had all the money of God. He said, so I pull away five, go to A to B using 15. I pull away five, get it to work with 10. Eventually, we went from A to B using right. our own. Yeah. He right. goes, we were not trying to be innovative. No. We were trying to be cool or slick or, you know, we could afford one chip. He goes, but by embracing that as an opportunity, mm -hmm. I found the shortest, cleanest path. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, I changed the way people do personal computing for the rest of the world, for the rest of their life. He said, where could you be right now in your own chosen field of endeavor? If you stop looking at something as your greatest challenge and obstacle, mm -hmm. it could just be your greatest blessing and opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. What do you see? um coming down uh, is there anything like you just were talking about with uh wozniak and jobs uh, uh do you see any uh, and people talk about this all the time you know that uh uber started during you know the the recession in seven eight nine different companies uh uh do you see any thread of things coming through what we've just gone through health and wellness i, I... Mm -hmm. Only time will tell, but if you call me Nostradamus and replay this in a few years, not 10 years, not five, in a, just a couple years, and you're going to watch that the biggest discoveries of mankind came from this. And I'll tell you the reason why. Collaboration. For the first time in human history ever, doctors and scientists and physicists from Ethiopia were talking to doctors, scientists, and people from Russia and they were talking to people over here in Egypt and they were talking to people in, in uh, Germany and they were talking to people in Canada and they were talking to people in Mexico. It's never been done. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee what will come from this is somebody had a peptide in some foreign land in Thailand and someone else had this other molecular structure. Remember flipping those cards over, over here. And when they flipped them together, that could be the cure to disease, cancer, things that mm -hmm. will be, coming down the road that I believe will come from this will be absolutely mind boggling. And as many lives as we've lost, I believe mm -hmm. 10x that will be saved over future generations by the discoveries that will become from this. Yes, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I am in the beauty biz and the health and wellness biz and have for years. And I started doing regenerative stem cell in my business, in my medical spa about two years ago. And, and it started with me, Greg, I, ne I needed an, a Western medicine knee replacement. And I said, there's no way I want surgery, the downtime and all of that. And I had been doing research ish because of stem cell in skincare products, but that's plant-based. So anyway, so I did some research and, and said, what the heck? And I had one CC in my left knee and I have a new knee two years later almost three now. And, um, and I've seen some extraordinary things at our little place. And so you 10 X that type of, uh, because they're doing some stuff with that. You know, I don't know the science, but just like Donald Trump, you know, was diagnosed with COVID and, and had some IVs and, um, it seemed to be pretty good in a couple of days. So, um, but the point is, yes, this, like the space program, Look what came from that, mm -hmm. you know, the science and research. Well, and you just look at the vaccine that we're all going to be, 
you know, exposed mm -hmm. to in the next couple months. So mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is things are going lickety split and they're doing that as again of this engagement and interaction. Yeah. So what will come from this is that, but then also business. Yeah. You're going to see all kinds of new things. Like I, I said in the very beginning, the pop-up uh, restaurants, I think will be the next trend. For example, people have realized they don't need to rent a 10,000 square foot facility and all this stuff to start a restaurant. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that there's going to be facilities that will have, you know, four, six, ten restaurant, you know, uh, kitchens all under one roof. And then they can just Uber Eats these things out of the back end by having their own little kitchen. And I believe that you're going to see all kinds of new, new things pop up. People are realizing they don't have to go into the office and sit in a cubicle anymore to create, you know, success for themselves or to actually get a job done. So I believe a lot of these little transitions will happen over time. But the big thing is I think people want to hug. <laughs> they want to get the Amen. Get out. Amen. Yes, I do. I, as I said earlier, I feel so blessed that I am like you, you know, can get out. I have a friend that lives in the UK and he is in lockdown again, major, major, horrible. So, um, that, so we both pray that that will change for the world, not just uh, the United States. Yeah. yeah. So with, you know, I shared with you before we began, because you are the author with Miss Sharon Lecter of Three Feet from Gold, one of my most favorite books. Um, and I close this with um, asking the guest, um, A, have they ever read it? And most people have. And, uh, and but I share for our audience a little bit of the story. So I have the author now. Hello. Why don't you share just a few anecdotal points about um, your collaboration with Sharon, how that came about, uh, the the storyline itself. You mentioned earlier the success formula, but why don't you give a little back um, story of all of that? Okay. Well, first of all, everyone already knows the story of Are You Darby and giving up three feet from gold and things of this nature. But I will give a couple Not of them. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll give you a couple of nuggets of my highlight of this project. Uh, when I got a chance to sit down with uh, John Schwartz, the guy who created Super String Theory. If you ever watched The Big Bang Theory, Sheldon was trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. but the guy who did his name is John Schwartz. And he said to me, the greatest aha, he said, the difference between success and failure is successful people seek counsel and failures listen to opinion. Opinions based on ignorance, lack of knowledge, or inexperience, like all your family, friends, you've never done what you're about to venture upon. Mm -hmm. Counsels based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship, people have paved the way. If you go to a family friend and say you're going to write a best-selling book, they're going to talk me out of it to protect me because I got a D in English sure. and I'm dyslexic, and they've never written a best-selling book. If I go to Mark Victor Hansen or wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, he's going to say, here's what you need to know and give me counsel based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship. If we would spend our activity only seeking counsel in our life and ignoring people's opinion, that's the day our lives would change. That's why I started this secret knock, you know, event business, because so many people are watching these Instagram fake want to be gurus and they're being led down the wrong direction. And my concept is where could our lives be if we literally sat at the foot table of the people who've already accomplished what everyone else is talking about. And that's to me, the most important thing we can do for 21 is that surround yourself with people that are getting the results you want, have the courage and the fortitude when someone says, Hey, here's how you run an Instagram ad say, awesome. Can you show me your proven track record over the last two years of you getting a good ROI? Don't be afraid to ask that question. Now, understand this in personal development, it's our fault. CPC, it's accountability. 
We're the ones that got on stage and told everyone to fake it till you make it. Now they're faking it. But now it's time to take our hard-earned cash and invest it with people that are actually doing and can get feedback based on experience. Yes, very much so. Well, earlier we talked about opportunity versus passion. So I guess we're not going, I'm not going to ask you, as I do uh, because of the success formula, you know, your passion and plus talent. But if you were to just concisely share that, what would your passion be? Yeah. Well, yeah, today my passion is for creation. You know, I like to create. I, that, that's what gets me going in the morning. It's writing that next book. It's making the new movie. It's, you know, doing the new TV you know, series. It's things of this nature. And my talent is finding amazing talent. That's kind of like the diamonds in the rough. Mm -hmm. you notice the one good thing I do is my staff is amazing. And the people I surround myself with are top notch, but they're not having to be the most experienced and the most well-known people, but they're the most talented and gifted. Mm -hmm. So for example, when I made my latest film, by the way, anyone's uh, sitting around, you got to watch this thing on Netflix right now. It's streaming called Wish Man. It's the story okay. yes, yes. about the founder at Make-A-Wish Foundation. And when I asked him what his wish was, he says, I want my story to be told. And he says, well, I'll make it into a movie. I just never made a movie, <laughs> but he trusted me. We had stickability and we found a way to make it come true. We made the ballad for the Oscars and now we're streaming worldwide. And the way we did that is they go, well, no bad case of the one size. I got started and they go, well, it's easy. I go, well, I don't know anyone in the industry. So I ran an ad on, are you ready for this one? Craigslist. Wow. <laughs> I wanted to write a screenplay. Wow. That's how I found Theo. He wrote, directed, and produced it and won all these awards worldwide. That wow. That's the way it works. Surround wow. yourself. are going. You want to see something cool? See Very much. Yes. Find it over here. All right. This is it. Uh, when we did three feet from gold, I went around and I brought this ruler. And everyone that I interviewed, I made them sign the ruler of three feet from gold. So this is the actual ruler that I had with me that every single person from three feet from gold signed. How cool is that, right? Very cool. Very cool. Very cool, because there's so many extraordinary people on that ruler, and that's your, for life, you have that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, Greg, I truly, truly appreciate you joining me today and sharing these amazing, not only nuggets, but really tried and true foundational points that you have built your life and your wealth with, and with joy and, and joie de vivre. That's what I so enjoy about you. You're just, uh, just a lovely, lovely person. And really, I truly have enjoyed meeting you and getting to know you. Likewise. And I've got a gift for somebody. So you can pick who you want this okay. to go with. Okay. But I've got the 10th anniversary copy of Three Feet from Gold autographed by Sharon Lecter and myself that I'm going to send to one person that you asked me to. You just give me their okay. name and address and email, and I'm going to send it to them as a gift so okay. you can have one of the only copies. Someone watching this who she believes to be the most deserving will get it, and I'll, I'll ship it out to you. Yeah. For I mean, I'll put that in the, um, the text of this. We will. Uh, but also, I'm going to think about that because I, I know some people, as I shared, who have been just so um, moved by me suggesting to read that your book and um, have shared back with me how it has really impacted them. So let me think about that. But that's a very lovely gift. I appreciate that. Okay, because he said nice. I'll give you three. 
So okay. done. I, I got three in the closet, I believe. Okay, so, cool. She was here. She signed some, so I'll just sign them too. So cool. I'll give you three to your three uh, greatest uh, people that you share with. Thank you for having me on. Everyone listen to this. Listen, I'm going to close out with this final little thing, okay? I might not know you personally or directly, but I do know this about you. For years, everyone comes to you for counsel, for their great advice. You know why? Because you're a leader. But it's time to get selfish for especially 21. We draw a line in the sand and say, it's my turn. I love you, family. I love you, friends. I've been taking care of you. I have trained you. Now it's my turn. Just like Les Brown said, we must fill our own cup first and feed the world with what flows over. We draw a line in the sand and we step across and say, it's my turn. I've got that idea for a book or a movie, or an entrepreneurial dream. I'm not gonna take it to my grave. No more case of the one size. We draw a line in the sand and say, it is my turn. And when you wanna say die and throw in the towel, that's when you kick it in the most. Just like Napoleon Hill said, our greatest success will always come just one step beyond our greatest setback and failure. So when you draw that line in the sand, you step across and you embrace it and say, it is my turn. And if anyone wants to put negativity in your head, you shoo them out of the way and you step into your greatness. You've got this. Never quit. Never surrender. You literally could be. Three feet from gold. Woohoo! Love it. Love you. Thank you. Be blessed. Wow. What a way to start 2021. Uh, the other uh, week ago, there was the uh, Christmas star. Uh, this world is just speaking to us every day through people, through dynamics such as that, celestial moments. Pay attention, as Greg just said, just start. It's your moment. It's your moment in time. So I will see you next Friday with another wonderful guest and unique leaders. But in the meantime, please share this out. You have so many friends that would enjoy this. Tag your friends, share this out, and they will be so blessed. Have a wonderful rest of the week. This is Friday, so it's the New Year's weekend. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you soon. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Unique Leaders Podcast. If we said something today that resonated with you, please connect with me at megandemartino.com. I have a free gift for you, my book, Hope and Possibilities, Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. I would truly appreciate it. Be blessed.